Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. This is your host, Light, the Light Finger Thief. And today I'm joined by Marsha. Hey, all. As well as my co host, Logar the Barbarian. Hello, I am Logar the Barbarian. So, Logar, Marsha, I noticed both of you are carrying some interesting weapons and such today. How do you plan to use them in the next time we encounter some goblins here? I'm going to fight you with them. I'm going to fight you. (laughs) I'm going to beat you up. (laughs) Stab you. It's going to be stabby, stabby. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Stab folks. That's right. Smash it with my hammer. These so, aren't weapons. They're more like uh, cooking utensils. They're very large, though, because I'm cooking for like 20 people and it's a whole production. Right. But if you're wielding like two iron cast skillets, I mean, that could be some heavy damage there. Maybe make a character like that. That'd be kind of fun. I haven't yet, but I'm considering it. Light did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I had a halfling chef in our OSD game, and he wielded a, um, yeah, a skillet. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Or, and then he had a walk shield. So I Oh, I, my gosh. I am a really good cook, if oh. I don't say so myself. I spend a lot of time. I do I do the cooking, and I do all the uh, most 90-some percent of the meals. My kids are starting to cook for themselves a little bit, but... That's kind of another story and another mess to clean up here and there. <laughs> so anyway, so do we want to talk about some combat today or cooking today? <laughs> yes. <laughs> combat cooking today combat cooking. on Wobblies and Wizards. <laughs> so, Marsha, what do you think about the different combat systems that we've seen over time within the D&D game universe? So I just wrote this like long ass like research thing. Actually, we're like a month ago and waiting to post it because it's backlog. But I think there's been a lot of changes between not just like chain mailed war games to D&D, but also between like the original D&D versus Greyhawk, which is like a supplement that went on to inform uh, advanced D&D, BX, and basically everything after that. In my opinion, like to, I guess, summarize is that I think OD&D scales better, whereas Greyhawk is a slow pain in the ass to like figure out. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, I, I'm uh, curious yes. to know some of the Agreed. differences here. <laughs> like what changed and what, 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 what remained the same when you looked at it? Right. So uh, OD&D takes from chainmail like conceptually, like the conceptually and so it takes like the idea of like armored class from in chainmail i think it's like one to eight but in odnd it's nine to two because like descending and so it takes idea that like you're trying to hit versus like a dice score based on armor class but what odnd does is that it turns armor class versus weapon into just like a math formula where it's like okay armor class is basically just like a bonus or like a detriment to the two hit score versus specifically maces ignore chain mail, but swords are like more difficult to use against like play and so on. And so it simplifies it a lot. And as far as like damage goes, it introduces this idea of hit points where it's like characters, you don't just like hit them once and you're good. You like defeat them, but you have to like roll for damage too. And so for OD&D, it's just like one to six, a D6, uh, damage die right whereas like later on like with the greyhawk you get like some weapons are d4 some weapons are d8 it changes depending on whether it's like a small monster or a big monster but the biggest difference which i think is kind of like overlooked by some people who look at like odnd versus like later games is that for odnd you have as many attacks as your basically your character level or as the monster's hit dice 
And so level four fighter, they actually make four attacks per round. It's not just they get like better at hitting, they also make more attacks. Four attacks a round. Wow. <laughs> or like the equivalent, depending on whether you're like, like chainmail or like their alternate combat system, which is like by the book. It's kind of interesting looking at that versus Greyhawk, where I think Greyhawk is just like one attack per round. Some monsters have like two attacks, but that's kind of like a rare thing. It's like, a, oh shit, they could do two attacks. But ODD, it's not like that. Right. It's like they scale up one to one by level. Yeah, I like that. I like not having multiple, too many <laughs> multiple attacks in the round sometimes. So here's here's the thing. I never play until like like AD and D is some of the early, like earliest stuff I had played. I played like OSEs type stuff, swords and wizardry, which are modeled after the older editions. But previous to that, AD and D was my experience. And then I did play third edition and and, and uh Pathfinder. I actually never played 3.5. Uh, but prior oh. to Pathfinder, so I like I played some of the original third edition when it first came out, didn't stop, went back to AD and D, then I went back and picked up Pathfinder later on. One thing I oh. don't like about those later ones, like Pathfinder and D and D 3.0, is that you have many different things you're going on. Like you can take two attack, two different actions plus a half action plus. Oh a, God! And it gets like there's a lot going on. When I run combat, I like to just be, okay, you get an attack, go. And if someone's like, oh, I want to run, I like to just use common sense. Okay, it makes sense that you can now run or if running Or you can run and, and maybe run and, and throw a rock type of thing, but you can't like run and then dive across a ship and swing your yeah, sword. There's and only, the, yeah, there's only you know. so much that I, I, I like. I, I like to keep it peppy. Can you I do like it in 10 seconds? Peppy. I like to keep it peppy. <laughs> <laughs> keep it going. Attack, go next. And that's one of the reasons we don't do individual initiative, too, is because we do group initiative. And either around the table or whatever, everybody goes. At the end, it doesn't matter a whole lot to me if the person before behind me, if they're my companions, who gets first in this fight? We're working together to defeat this group of monsters if we're fighting them, you know? Right. I just want to go right. quick. And if you're going around the table, you see the person in front of you quick and easy. Oh, I'm up next. It, it saves on time and makes combat quick. <laughs> that's that's my take. Absolutely. So, um, Marsh, one of the questions I had, I'm not as familiar with armies like Chainmail and stuff. I mean, that was more miniature-based game, correct? Yes. So it was combat influenced by the using minis on a map or well, not a map, <laughs> but mini on the, you know, a board right, of some exactly. sort. How did that impact the way that combat was done? Because I've already done like Warhammer, some Warhammer gaming. I've never done mini combat from a D &D right so actually both chamo and od and d they're both like miniatures games and for od and d like it's kind of more loosey-goosey about it where it's like you could do theater of mind if you wanted but all the math still implies uh miniatures and so what it takes from chamo specifically is that all the measurements are like in rulers and so a light foot i know oh, gosh <laughs> so like a light foot character <laughs> they can move like 12 inches which is like 120 yards, I think. Whereas like a heavy foot or armor foot characters, they can only move like 60 inches or sorry, 60 right. yards. Six, 60 yards, right. Because they're carrying a bunch of whatever heavy armor. Exactly. Heavy weapons. And so I like about that is that because it gives you a scale up front, but like everything afterwards doesn't say like 60 yards, it says six inches. And so one of the things to like wrap your head around is that, oh, this is really like a miniatures game. It's really about like, how are you moving these characters around? on a board. And so I think the interscale for me, I like it both because of like the 
practical functionality, but also like it's smaller numbers. Sure. It's not like I'm going to move 59 feet instead of moving 60 feet. It's more like, oh, that's just like how many like inches I can move like on the board. Yeah, that'd be interesting to look at in the future if we ever get back to in-person gaming with a big enough right. table. <laughs> I I honestly have not done a lot of minis and I, like my the extent the largest like miniature gaming I've done is with some of the fantasy flight board game stuff. Oh yeah, we did play BattleTech recently down here, and that was all right. That was BattleTech's mini. Heavy. Yeah, and it, and it is just a pure combat game. It was it's just a purely strategic like. You know, almost like playing Risk or something. You know, oh, wow. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, you want to get behind the other enemy mech and gang up on it and shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> well, combat's very different in those things from, and I'm used to doing theater of the mind and I'm not the biggest combat person. I go entire sessions without oh, combat. Yeah. I, I get into other aspects of the game more than combat most of the time, which is why I like a quick peppy theater of the mind type of combat. Quick roll. Okay, we're done. Move on. <laughs> That's my approach. But I, I would say, you know, within like some of the 5e games I've played before, combat could take like, you know, almost a whole session, depending on how many creatures or people you have involved in combat, because there's so many options Man. with feats and others. <laughs> yes, it is. And special things that you can do in combat. So it's like we're here for two hours and we're still fighting in combat. It's like, oh, wow, this is going to be a, a slow game. <laughs> yeah, I've played games where you, it's the entire session tonight was just a combat session and, and they were not the most engaging games no uh but that's just maybe my preference because it's a different dynamic when you're using more of a board based strategy game approach to it than if you're using you know more like it's, it's that might i say is it that difference between role play and role play r-o-l-e versus r-o-l-l yeah i mean i don't like combat where it takes up like the whole you know, whole night type of thing. Um, it feels like it's grinding yeah. a little bit. I mean, all you're doing is just gr- you're just grinding the whole time. Like, okay, you roll your 20, I roll my 20. You roll your 20, <laughs> I roll my 20. And then at some point, someone's going to die by the end of the night. It's like, that's too much grinding for me. <laughs> and I've heard that 5e specifically is like mathematically balanced so that each monster takes like three turns or three rounds to defeat. And that is such like, I don't know, a downer because at least for like old D&D, if you're like fighting a goblin, that's going to take like one or two rounds at most. And that's just like hitting them once. And then you're going to roll like virtually to kill them each time. And so turning that into now it's going to take like three turns. That's like three times the time it takes. And that can turn like 15 minutes to 45 minutes or even like five minutes to 15, which is like a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you spend the whole, you spend your whole night <laughs> right. in combat, like we were saying earlier. And uh, I mean, combat is fun, but not when it turns into a grinding. You know, it's just rep- too repetitive for me at that point. And then you know, I start getting bored and try to find different ways of <laughs> defeating the the creatures. <laughs> it's that different ways of defeating creatures that I like that interests me, especially as a game master when my players decide to start doing other things besides necessarily fight them. Right. And that's what the kind of thing I encourage. I want you to engage with these. Yeah, I want you to engage with this. I've said this a hundred times. If I'm walking through the woods and I see um, a a wild animal, I'm not running up to kill it right away. (laughs) Like, I'm not like, oh, there's something here to kill. Oh, wait, I'm going to go kill a deer and get me 2.5 XP. Let's go. Yeah, (laughs) like, like usually when you encounter something, you're not looking for a fight normally. The fights come in like extenuating circumstances. So assuming that every time, you know, every encounter you have as a fighting encounter is 
already starting things off, I feel, on the wrong foot, so to say. <laughs> well, again, it, for some combat-heavy systems, that's where you get into the tra- traditional mur- murder-hobo party that just goes around, you know, fighting, 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 and killing. And there's lots of strategy games like Frostgrave and stuff like that that uh, Osprey Press put out that are neat and 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 maybe not cost- as costly as doing the Warhammer, because Warhammer is supposed to be atrocious to get in cost-wise from what I hear. <laughs> Warhammer's terrible. I couldn't afford to play Warhammer as a kid, and I can't afford to play Warhammer as an adult. <laughs> it is stupid expensive. I've never priced it out or looked at it. I would be curious to play, but I don't think I want to go out and like spend $500 on an army to play it, if that's what you were talking. Isn't something like around that price-wise? Yeah, probably, probably. And then you got to spend the time to paint all your minis and all. I, yeah, I just don't have time to do, do all that. Maybe after I retire. <laughs> Well, I mean, if I if I get a bunch of minis and I'm going to play Warhammer with them, I'm going to be honest. They're probably going on there unprimed, unpainted, and I'm going to try it out. Yeah, that's probably how it's going to happen. So, Marsha, in terms of uh, combat, then do you have any preference in regards to mini based combat or theater of the mind based combat or are there other combat systems that you've? encounter that you think are more streamlined so i don't own any minis and so it's always been like the other mind for me or that or i've done like uh pseudo minis where i think i mentioned before i take like m&ms or like hershey kisses and they're Mm -hmm. the monsters and so players will have like a little shitty uh other thing they can move around and then like once they defeat a monster they eat it and it's like this cute it's fun oh that's awesome Right. That's what that's what we should do for the Kickstarter. Gummy gummy minis, like little gummy bears. Oh my god! But of, but of all kinds of different monsters for your table, so that you can eat them when you defeat them. That actually be really cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to think. How are gummy bears made? Are they extruded or are they cast? Because you could get a bunch of molds of different monsters oh, and try shit. to cast them. Cast with gummies, I guess. Gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere. <laughs> I, we just got hit for intellectual property right? <laughs> violation. You just got written up for singing the gummy bear song. This is going to get me. <laughs> this is going to oh, write you no. up now. You're going to get a cease and desist. We do uh, gummy dragons bouncing here. There. I <laughs> yeah, there you that. go. It's not I feel like as far as like the math goes, I played recently in some war games where there's no two hit rolls. just like combined. You roll damage and you subtract stuff if you have to, but otherwise it's just like the one roll and that's it. And that's been faster. Yeah. And I've been seeing that pop up in a lot of little role playing games here and there, like in some of these zines that have been coming around, they're doing that as well. I'll be honest. That's not my favorite, mostly because I'm kind of stuck in that. Like I've always done it this way. <laughs> I kind of like it. I, like I want to roll my attack, then my damage. <laughs> It's just you know that's what you're used to, right? But you also got like say Munchkin, the, the Munchkin card game. That yeah, I'm about. yeah. You know, the Munchkin card game is they simplify it quite easily in terms of you have your level, you gather up all your offensive weapons or defensive weapons, and you add up the total and see if it's greater than your opponent. And if it is, you win. So it's a pretty simple way of uh, doing combat. There may not be as um, interesting as the element of chance when you roll a d20. But it does certainly move, move the game forward very quickly. I think we're about on time. Marsha, can you tell the listeners where they can find you online? 
Uh, yes, you can find me at Traverse Fantasy on Twitter or traversefantasy.blogspot.com. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon. And we could really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. Roll them high in combat.